You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prince Podcast here on PodcastJuice.net. We are live and direct. Uh, let's go around the room and welcome everybody. Mr. Big Sexy and Sack, how are you, sir? I am well, gentlemen. Still well, still kicking booties in court and taking names, because that's what I do. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And as I was saying earlier, uh, we see uh, your exploits on Twitter. Definitely sounds like uh, there's some, some heavy lawyer stuff going on over there. I do what I do. Yes, sir. See, there's, there's always somebody who wants to try to test me, and I have to let them know. <laughs> right on. Uh, Mr. Big Ken, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Got a little cold, you know, but I'm playing sick, man. Take one for the team. You know how it is. We got to do what we got to do for the funk. You know what I mean? All right, all right. Um, and then, of course, Mr. Day dropping. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Mike. Gentlemen, got a little technical difficulties, but we're good to go. Here on the phone, making it happen. All right, love it. And my name is Michael Dean. Uh, alive and well. A little trauma this morning it's always something <laughs> well we push it to the side we are here let's do this so we're going to get into some print stuff today what do we got on deck we are going to talk about uh some new tracks prince has uh, released some new music over the internet uh so that is major we got to get into that also uh we are going to have a discussion about the albums dirty mind through purple rain and what do they mean? Uh, so we'll get into that. So before we go even into those topics, we must mention, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, it has already happened, but Prince will be at this year's Grammy Awards, which take place tomorrow. Uh, it looks like he's going to be performing Screwdriver on the show. Yes. Uh, so definitely mm-hmm. going to be looking uh, at that. Any Any thoughts on that, you guys? <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it, you know, because for for like a long time, he hasn't really had a major label deal. And yet when he goes to the Grammys, he turns it out. He's the person to go see. All right. All right. Um, yeah. If he, if he right. is performing, that would be good. But I actually heard or read someplace that he was only supposed to be presenting. So this is this is better news than I thought. Yeah. I, you know, I saw something where they were saying about the presenters are supposedly going to be breaking out into song this year oh, so i don't oh, know if there's yeah. some sort of new sort of thing they're gonna do where you present <clears throat> perform and present or something so it'll be very interesting um they, there's hopefully a- man because i mean we all know that live is the best way to hear a prince track or it, it's a it's it's a better typically a better version i think so you know you can't go wrong with it playing it live yeah, and there's also this sort of uh, controversy about the Grammys this year. They they sent out some sort of notice about uh, no uh, side boobs. What? And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That is un-American. <laughs> and no genitalia sort of exposure. Uh, so they're definitely trying to go for a more toned down uh, look from the artist this year. <laughs> I don't know how successful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to force people to go extra hard on the cleavage or whatever, but uh, probably no uh, remakes of the uh, MTV Awards by Prince. Uh, yeah, we can live without that. <laughs> ass out. Yeah, ass a little too far. <laughs> that almost just seems like a whole different person. Like I don't, I just can't imagine him doing something like that. Now, 
It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the new stuff. Uh, Prince, with his ever wisdom uh, in branding, has a new website. And it's a website called three, thirdeyegirl.com. I well, he's got two websites. Okay. So he's got yeah. the thirdeyegirl.com, mm-hmm. right, where the, the tracks were available to download. But then he's got basically 2013 prints and it's really you know two zero pr the number one nc and three (laughs) dot com right and so remember that was the site where he had the video clips the lyric video of screwdriver first and the little andy allo thing but now that's down all right and it was well if you go well if you go there now at least a couple days ago it said coming soon and if you go there now there's a big video, you know, a placeholder there for the, uh, I think tomorrow he's supposed to be doing like a live performance of the video on the website. That's why I was saying I'm not exactly sure if he's actually going to do Screwdriver on the Grammys. He may be doing it on the website. Uh, that's the possibility. Mm-hmm. Possibility. Yeah, he may be doing it on the website because that's what Dr. Funkenberry was saying is that he was doing something on the on the website. And if you go there now, you'll see this big this big box ready to play a video presumably tomorrow wow well interesting um so that's just how does the average just music listener fan sort of person who's not all into it like us like where do they where do they go like they don't know nothing about no third eye girl or who's the think? Who would think to type in? What did you say the website was called? Two, three prints. It, it's a, it's an amalgamation <laughs> of twenty thirteen prints. But yeah, you, what you, what you're saying is is true. Is that the average consumer? Okay, if they were to go out and they hear you know new prints, the average person is going to go either to Amazon MP3 or they're going to go to iTunes, and they're going to try to find these tracks. And if those tracks are not there, that presents a problem. Yeah. You know. So you know. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I mean, he may not even really be trying to. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, he may not even really be trying to appeal so much to that crowd. Well, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the the reasoning behind that. Why, but why go on the Grammys? <laughs> right. it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, and you know, just, go ahead. Go ahead. to kind of chime in on that as well, uh, just to, for folks that might be listening in who who are, are just getting into Prince as well. Because yeah, trying to find, trying to decrypt what the website would be is kind of weird. So I guess that it redirects now to Prince2013.com. Yep. None of this weird stuff. The eyes yep. is a one and all that stuff. It's Prince2013.com. I mean, the other uh, you, you try going in the other way, it'll work. But it redirects to this, and it makes a lot more sense. And the other one was it was cute, but come on, you know. I mean, but let's let's face it: as Prince fans, hardcore Prince fans, we've been through with with websites and prints throughout the years. Let's just face it: the brother always looks at the internet just a little bit differently than everybody else. So it didn't surprise me at first when I saw how the website was laid out, and I thought it was kind of funny at first, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And well, let's. So here we are again, uh, back to. Uh, Third Eye Girl, there's a site now where actually it's very simple and there's, uh, what, four tracks up there, I believe, four or five mm-hmm. tracks, mm-hmm. and you can simply buy, hopefully simple, simply buy them. Uh, I think they're 88 cents a track. Yep, they are. And here's kind of, mm-hmm. at least for myself, is what I've been asking for is there's the songs, click the add to cart, buy, done. Um there you go. So I'm actually very happy about that. Um, I've seen there have been some people have minor little problems. But I think that's just the internet yeah. in general. 
happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's start. I want to start with the, the song that I really gravitated toward. Uh, Breakfast Can Wait. So, so this Somebody is a, knew that was gonna be the first one. <laughs> so this is a new, a new Prince song, um, sort of kind of like R and B sort of feel to it. Uh, I'll just simply say I really like it. I had heard about it, like the day it came out. Obviously, Twitter feed and uh, Facebook just blowing up, and I'm like, people, ma, oh, this is the greatest thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be the shot. And when I first got it, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then as I really started listening to it, yeah, I I can dig this. Uh, Nothing groundbreaking, but it's a great listenable song. I like the hook, you know, um, the subject matter. I was like, oh, okay, he's talking about some stuff, normal sort of prints sort of thing. You know, I want to get the P, you know, back to talking about some some P's. I was like, okay, cool. like this track really dig the groove in it um i'd be interested to hear what it sounds live but for me welcome i, I welcome the song this is great um big ken what do you think i i agree wholeheartedly with you i mean i remember now one of these songs come out that came out like earlier this week right like monday or tuesday something like that yeah but i just remember waking up in the morning i you know i go on the computer and you're right the twitter twitter verse is like on fire, you know, from all this stuff about these new tracks, right? And so I just said, okay, bucket, I'm gonna go ahead and just download them. I downloaded them, put them on the on the on the iPod, got in the car to go to work. And so now screwdriver, I had already heard and liked, so that was cool. Screwdriver remix, I was I was like, okay, that's nice. But then this breakfast can wait comes on, and I'm like, what the, you know? I'm like, this is fire, because to me, the simplicity of the whole thing. Is that it's built around that simple four note chorus. And and it's just so simplistic and dope. I like the drum programming. You know, like you said, the lyrical content. I mean, it's kind of got that old, you know, is revisiting that old nasty prints from back in the day. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just really cool. You know, and I would even go so far as to say is that if you replaced the drum sounds on this with like the Lindrum, you know, like the old school version of the Lindrum that he used to use in 87, 88. You might be hard pressed to not think that that song could fit somewhere in, you know, in that era. You know what I mean? So this very well could be, you know, at least the music anyway, could be based on something that might have been around for a while for all we know. And the bass work is tight. He's doing nice on the little bass and everything. I mean, it's a great song. I like the direction, you know, and it, it really... I, I I just summed up the way Questlove did. When Questlove, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet. He was like, "Man, he heard that. He said, if if this is what Prince is on, and he's got a mofo height, and that's how exactly how I feel. So I'm I'm waiting for more now. I'm, he need to go and just drop the album now. Let's go. All right, all right. Uh, day dropping. Curious to see see what you thought about it. Okay, don't don't drop my call on me now. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. up. But but hear me out. Don't be a victim of a thirty second vibes. Somebody said that, and it's true. Hear me out now. All right, when I there, there's I've got three scores on this, and it's gonna, they're gonna make sense. What happened with this track here? I actually got the uh, like a reverse type of around the world in a day uh, shock with this. So what happened when you at the purple rain? It, it changed on you, and around the world in a day shocked a lot of folks. So we've been hearing a bunch of different types of tracks, and I got the reverse of that. It got he got back 
to the way it was. And it kind of shocked me when I heard this. Because I was like, whoa. You know, it, it kind of throws you off and you're not ready for it. You don't know what's going to happen, which is not a bad thing. So when I first heard it, when I first heard this track, I gave it a six. Second time I heard it, I gave it a seven. This third time that I've heard it, seven and a half. So you see where I'm going with this. This is a grower type of track. This is one of those tracks that it starts off, for me, I, I, you know, I, I had to get used to it. And I got used to it pretty quickly, and I'm really enjoying it now. It's a good track. It's nice. The simplicity, again, like you guys mentioned, the simplicity of it is what makes it so great. Um, and I like the fact that I got that reverse around the world of the day type of shock with your songs because then it's like, oh, okay, you you surprised me, Prince. I didn't expect that. You surprised me, and I haven't been surprised by you in a bit. So that it's a good thing. It's a good thing. The fact that the score started off low, but they're working up higher, I think that's a credit to the song. Uh, and, again, the simplicity is what works on it. And uh, live, oh, and you know what? Songs like this are a trip because songs like this, could, when they go live, you know, I said that typically his live stuff works better, and I'll, and I'll get back to that later on. But um, with this track, you never know. This is one of those here miss type of tracks where sometimes when it goes live, it could be too much, and it takes away the simplicity of it. I hope it doesn't happen, but I can see this going live and sounding really nice. If it just Well, he's got a pared down band, so it probably would sound awesome live. So, you know, it's great, though. It's good. It's good. All right, all right. Big sexy. You know, gentlemen... I only got a chance to hear this one time because I believe I was talking to Ken about this. Isn't this the one that was on Daily Motion and then got got taken down? Yes. Mm. See, damn. I only heard it the one time. What I heard, I liked, but I really didn't get a good enough listen to really uh, to speak with any wisdom on it. So I'm going to have to just lay out on this one song. You mean you didn't buy it off of the website? Yeah, that's why when you mentioned Daily Motion, I didn't know what you're talking about because I didn't listen to it there. I, I just got up that morning and just bought it. I, didn't, I didn't, hadn't even heard it. I didn't, the first time I heard it was when I got in the car. See, I didn't even know it was for that's sale. And you know what? That's another thing. I I, I, I hadn't done that in a long time either where I, did, I just blindly went in and got it and heard it the first time like that. And I don't and buy MP3s. Cool. What was that? I don't buy MP3s. Oh yeah, I said oh. it. I said it. No. Well, actually, one of them, one of them, one of them comes in wave in, in lossless. Okay, so okay, you know, I didn't know that. but not. But I don't think I don't think breakfast can wait. I think you're right. Breakfast can wait. I believe is an MP3. Mm. Yeah, the screwdriver's lossless. But I mean, ultimately, it probably I would reasonably like to guess that this one would probably end up on the album. So yeah, hopefully. Well, yeah, and that's a well. Let's let's continue on. We'll come back to that. So the next uh, track we'll look at here is "Screwdriver Remix," uh, which is a, sl- a slightly different take on the recently released "Screwdriver" song. Uh, Day dropping. What did you think of "Screwdriver Remix"? Okay, with "Screwdriver Remix," what what I got? See, I had mentioned that I was going to go back talking about the live issue of things. To me, uh, a track Prince tracks tend to sound better live. Um, this sounds like, like an attempt to make a live version of the track, and it doesn't quite live up to it for me. It, it, it goes on too long, personally. I mean, it's not a bad song. I like the original version better than this remix. Uh, on this one, I, I hadn't heard it prior to downloading it, uh, and um, I read about it on the org real quick, just a little bit before I downloaded it, and a lot of people were uh plotting it as as a great as a return to guitar form and on i thought oh okay that would be interesting and i'm listening to it and i thought no he does better guitar than this this is no return to nothing 
This is him playing guitar. I know this. And he just kept going and going. So I got to like a three-minute mark. I found myself looking at and my uh, Windows Media Player to see how much time is left on this track, you know, because it's not bearing enough for me. It's not. It, it seemed like it needed more. It didn't really seem so much like a remix the way I think a remix to be. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not that great. Uh, it, well, it's not that great compared to the original. Let's put it that way. So for me, a score on this one, eh, straight six. It's okay. It's just, it, it doesn't improve enough on the original, though. All right. Uh, big sexy. I like it because I like the original too. You know, like uh, like Ernie does, but I like it because it's got more guitar, and we haven't had a lot of guitar work like this from Prince in, in quite a while. And I think it's fun because it's something different. And I don't want to get, I don't don't want to read too far into what he's going on with personally or what's going on with him personally. But it seems like he has jettisoned everybody around him again. And it's just going with the, the, the three women from Third Eye Girl, which is fine, which is fine. And I guess the combination of those three women plus Andy Allen running around still is giving him a different look on his music. And he's going back to a more guitar, you know, rock edge sound. And I like it. I, I'm all about this. I like this a lot more than, you know, a lot of more recent things. I'm not going to go into 3121 and Planet Earth, but this is a different vibe from him. And I'm enjoying it. Hmm. Uh, the only thing I, I like screwdriver and I think it's cool it's it's kind of growing on me but when I first heard it and I listened to it it just reminds me of the normal sort of Prince guitar stuff that he seems to do like uh, that one song guitar and you know it's just kind of like I already know this it's, I already know where this song is going you know and that always kind of seems sort of simple to me um uh, as opposed, and I, I hate to pull some, but you know, if you pull up something like a, a, a "Let's Go Crazy" or even uh, a "When You Were Mine" or something, like I don't know, this just seems like it—it's that same sort of stuff over and over that he's been doing for the last couple of years, where these these little sort of rock ditty sort of guitar songs. I I like this; it's cool, but I'm like, to me, it's just like he's playing around or something. Like it's not. He ain't going deep or something. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, Ken, what do you think about it? It makes sense, but I I, I lean to what Big Sexy said. I, I'm, I align myself more with what he's saying because I think that's the beauty of it, Mike, is that he is just playing. He's not trying. He's not 24, 20, 25 trying to push the envelope like he was with Let's, Let's Go Crazy and the stuff that you mentioned earlier. Right now, he's just having fun, and like Big Sexy said, because he's gone back to this, you know, power trio, power quartet, really stripped down sound. To me, it's almost like a garage band. Like they just plugged in and they going. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not meant to be that deep. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of it. And I hear it. I listen to it. Yeah, I hear elements of something like guitar, but I also hear elements of I like it there. You know, and some other yeah. stuff. Same December, that kind of stuff that's on Casting Disorder. Even those it's, songs are to me are more things going on in them like they sound fully developed and different stuff like these are just i don't know it's like I, a simple sort of thing I, I, I don't know i'd have to agree to disagree on that man because this screwdriver yeah it's based off basic chord you know basic rock chord structures man but you i mean they're rocking on this one for lack of a better word man they they just they just plugged in and they turn the volume up and they're going right. i mean when i first heard screwdriver i i you know i was like okay this is cool and then I saw the the lyric video that they had, you know, it kind of like performance video that they had on the, on his, you know, his web, the 2013 Prince website. 
at first. And it, to me, it, it, it rose in, in, in popularity with me because I was like, OK, this is really cool. Because, again, it brought me back to kind of like that chaos and disorder goal experience type of sound, because that's what he did with those with those albums, man. Remember, he had the, you know, the the um, what do you call it? The Diamonds and Pearls and Graffiti Bridge and Symbol Album Crew. And he stripped stripped down all that must all that stuff. And he just went down to Mr. Hayes, Sonny T, the drummer, and Tommy Barbarella himself. And my type, my tape dancing around. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but and, I, the other thing I mean, is those, the caliber of those musicians, like them guys, was bananas, though. They were, they were, but I mean, I'm not, and I'm not going to say that you know these three, these three ladies are you know are whack, or these three ladies are not, you know, not equal to what they are because we, you know, we don't have a sample size yet for, to really judge them. You know, what I'm saying once mm-hmm. we really hear a full album. You know, a full select, you know, selection of songs. I'm just saying, you know, the quality of this song is to me is pretty good. I, I'm with Big Sexy on this. I, I I rock this pretty loud too, both the remix and the regular version. And the mm-hmm. remix is really not that different from the regular version. The difference is the drums are slightly different. They're not as loud in the mix as is they in the first screwdriver in the original. And then the remix they add, you know, Prince is doing some little keyboard things, you know, right, keyboard right. little licks and stuff to it at the, you know, at the end. And he does that whole little chopped and screwed, you know, thing at the end when he says screwdriver, which is kind of cool, you know. But other than that, it's just an extended version, you know. Yeah. I now agree. the only the only complaint I would have about the remix is that I was hoping to really, you know, like the old school twelve inches used to be, where you know they would have the song and you would hear like a, a different section or like a key change or something like that in the you know t- during the middle or to the end of that 12 inch that would have been nice but that's nitpicking you know but i i like the song i mean you know i think it's pretty good like all in all all three of them to me you know i got me hype i like those three verses you know r seven this this rock, uh rock and roll love affair meet, root. yeah man because that's to me that that whole that whole song i mean it's okay no man, it's it's whack though, Mike. Because it's just check it, check it. No, no, look, check it, check it, check it out, check it out. It's it's nice. It's a decent remix, but the song is called Rock and Roll Love Affair. The remix ain't rock and roll. Well, rock and roll. It's some it's some dance club type. You know, they hired some producer. To, I mean, it's it's okay, but the, the the original Rock and Roll Love Affair song is more closer to rock and roll than what the remix is. I'm not saying it's whack. But I'm saying these three songs to me, you know, the, the screw, screwdriver, the remix, they're better, they're more fleshed out than that remix. Well, um, we'll, we'll disagree. We'll, we'll disagree. I, I, I pumped that song hard. Like, that's just rocking to me. Whether it's traditional rock, no, but I mean, to me, it's more funky. And I like the guitar stuff he's doing. I like the. The, the uh, rhythm yeah, of it it's like faster and just uh, it's tight if it was called you know a funky uh, affair remix uh, well I mean it's tight Prince. but it's rock and roll affair it don't sound like rock and roll but that's you know like I said this needs to hear no damn man all together all of these songs including rock and roll love affair they're all good all, stuff I like the direction that he's going so I'm yeah. it just all of them together makes piques my interest and I'd like to hear the finished product along and then you, then you consider you know same page different book Chapter and verse, like that. Nah, hmm. all that stuff. I mean, this is this is a new to me. <laughs> to me, it all signals signals a new direction for Prince that we haven't seen in in a while. He seems he seems more energized. Let's put it that way. He seems I, I would, more inspired. I would agree with that. You know, I hope that there's going to be an album. But if you would believe him, there won't be, and he'll just keep releasing songs True like that. this, which I don't mind either. Uh, yeah. More music, whatever. I would, my last comment, I would say, I pretty much kind of do agree that Screwdriver is a good song. Not, I'm not saying it's a bad song. The one last thing I'll just say about it is that to me, 
Uh, it's a good sort of song, but when I think of Prince doing something, rock song, to me that song is like, um, I wouldn't, uh, I, that could be anybody playing that song. If it wasn't Prince, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't listen to it. Not that it's not good, but it's just like Prince doing something else that isn't to me really Prince. I don't really hear anything Prince about it personally. Yeah, but I mean, not too, many people could do, not too many people can match what he's doing. Like you said, to use your example, let's go crazy. Who else could make let's go crazy? Nobody. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, yeah. Prince can't make let's go crazy. I'm, exactly. I'm he, can't, he can't even <laughs> replicate that. That's what I'm saying. That was a moment in time. Nobody's going to touch that. You know, but you're right. This is no, there's nothing groundbreaking Oops. about about this. You know, well, I would, let me ask you guys this, though. Would you all agree, though, just in general, that he does seem a bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rejuvenated, like he actually gives a damn a little bit more, as opposed to what he did, how he put out Lotus Flower, oh, Minneapolis yeah. Sound, Planet Earth. You know, I mean, he I, hasn't. I had don't this know. Much, he, I, to me, it just seems like he hasn't had this much energy, at least in terms of output, since maybe what musicology, maybe, maybe even before that. Time you know? will tell. Time will yeah. tell. Yes. I mean, he's 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 done, hasn't done any performances yet. He'll do one tomorrow. We hope. Uh, right, and yeah. he's putting out songs, but you know, doesn't seem to be their album. So we'll see. You know, there's the video that came out that. Came Although and your, gone. Boy Funk, your boy Funkenberry is, you know, he's he's saying that this, you know, he keeps hearing this March, you know, March first or March 11th, somewhere, some early uh, March date. Okay. Something's supposed to be going on, so we don't know. Okay, uh, Ernie, you back with us? Yeah, yeah, that, that was my fault right there. No problem. <laughs> that was my fault. No. All right, so any other further comments on these songs before we move on? He's got my interest peak, man. I mean, let's keep it going. Let's see where he goes with this. That's all I'm saying. Just drop it, whatever it is. I, I, yeah. I predict that uh, I almost think there might be, if there's album, I think there'll be two. I think there'll be that Third Eye Girl Project, and then I think there'll be another Prince sort of. Hey, the more the merrier. Bring it on. It's possible for him to be starting things off so early in the year like this. The devil is a liar. Woo! What the hell was that? That was Satan's best. (laughs) That was Prince getting mad at you for dissing screwdriver, man. And now you know. (laughs) See? See that? Ernie, you still there, Ernie? I am. What happened there? That was coming from you, sir. I don't know what it was. No, that came from Minneapolis. That means shit from Minneapolis. I'm scared. Woo. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I know wow. I was Say, you want to hear some guitar? You <laughs> didn't take this. Nip. That was sick. <laughs> you don't, don't want to listen to my songs. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> for, for some of people, that, that was the Illuminati. I told him. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. to chime in and, and listen to this one back to see what happened there, man. Oh, Alright, uh, so let's moving right along. Um, there will be a remix to uh, Breakfast Can Wait. Let me call Blue Balls Are Great. So. <laughs> Ew. Blue Balls Are Great. Now, let's get into another topic of I want to talk about the Dirty Mind from, from the album Dirty Mind to Purple Rain. And what I want to talk about is, in my opinion, I feel like those set, so there's four, that's four albums, Dirty Mind, Controversy, 1999, 
and Purple Rain. I feel like those four albums are the period in Prince's musical catalog, his album work, that everything he does is either based off of that or once he goes out and does these little things, he has to come back to this. Um, and I don't think it's ever exceeded those albums. Um, I think his whole, st- everything about him has to come back to that period. Even as much as I know we're going to get into you know, the sign of times, this parade around the world in the day. They are extensions like, okay, let me go out here and just try this and do something totally different and let's see what happens. But I would say even each one of those albums has something that returns it back to those four because it's like can't go too far out there in the sense of I uh, have to sort of appease or even pray homage to myself of this is what it's really all about. This, yeah, this is, I, I, I know, I, and I invite this. So, uh, and I <laughs> here, I'll leave some. I'll put some examples out. So, around the world in a day, we've reviewed this album. I, we already know how we all feel about this album. But a song like a pop life, to me, and and, and some of this idea, some made me think about this. I was listening to uh, the music snobs, who who we started listening to, and I will tell you who will probably be on this show very soon. Uh, I think it was author. He made a comment that he felt like uh, the parade album. He said Kiss does not fit that album. He thought that that was the thing that made that album not be a classic. Because it was the odd man out of that album, which made me think and it's an interesting thing. But I said, you know what? That song is put on there to make that accessible, that project accessible to the public. And it was put on last minute as well. Right. It, and that's and I feel like um, so you can take a song like a kiss, uh, which to me harkens, reminds you back like, hey, this dude is on some funk shit. This is the prince that, you know. Pop, so are you pop, hypothesizing then that pop life would be the song that's out of place on well, Around I, the World Today, or, or out not out of place? Let me say that you, when you say harkens back, mm-hmm. what song in, well, in no, his previous I, in catalog does that it, pop is, life sound like? It's a more digestible R&B sort of funk soul song that you would. Okay, this is the cut. Even though that's not the song that they really pushed, and yeah, Raspberry Beret was on some other stuff and it was successful. But to me, Pop Life. That song and maybe America, it, it had to be on there because as much as around the world in the day and all these songs going in all these different directions, you had to have at least something to say, okay, if you don't like nothing else, you can dig this. Which well, that song is a big with, hit, but, even though it wasn't promoted as a single technically I mean it was, but it yeah, wasn't you know, you know what I mean? So I mean that's my kind of idea. Well, I'm, Go ahead. It, it, your idea is plausible, but my what I would poke holes in is that I don't see. I I, I get what you're saying. Okay, on each, each of these the, the 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 groundbreaking albums. Okay, the the ones you know later. We're talking you know around on a day parade, sign the times. You're right. He's going in all these different directions. Yeah, he's got to always have something that's accessible to his core audience, right? Be it you know if this if it's funk or rock or what have you, but I don't correlate that that's going back to what his quote-unquote roots are 
and Dirty Mind controversy, 1999 and Purple Rain. Because if you listen to a lot of people, a lot of people stopped listening to Prince after 1999 because what he was doing wasn't going, wasn't reflecting that, that period enough to them. You know, hell, I got a cousin that swear ain't, Prince ain't did nothing better than controversy in 1999. That's it. Anything after that is whack, including Purple Rain. And me personally, I don't see a real, I don't, I, I don't, com- contemplating the albums that you just listed, Round the Run the Day, Parade, Sign the Times, Love Sexy, I can't think of many tracks on those, maybe other than America resembling Baby I'm a Star, that, you know, really harkens back to that other era. I don't, I don't get well, that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying in sense of there's at least that one song that, okay, or Alphabet Street. Yeah, that's gonna be the cut. Like you know, what I mean, he had to put that on there. If you don't got that on there, that album ain't gonna say. Yeah, no but what does that have to do with the, the well, previous again, generation, though? Well, I mean, the guitar style, and, and that's that's on some Prince stuff, at, as we know at that time. It may harken. It goes back to even to like a Kiss. But I'm just saying, like, there has to be that one sort of okay, this is the Prince that we understand sort of track that we can yeah. deal with. But I think the, those albums, he was going on some different directions or great directions, but I just think that those core albums that I said, all this shit is based on... Pro Rain was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to extend it out, but my powers are so great. But those song, every song's a burner to me. Every freaking song in the album, banging. Like this, that, that was the no-brainer. Every song's a no-brainer. Uh, the, the, uh-huh. the the song they throw on there at the last minute, right? Is uh, when doves cry. Obviously, bang. I mean, woof. Okay, this dude is serious. Well, it was a no-brainer after the fact. I mean, because I, uh, I, I you don't I, think I it was assure- a no-brainer right. when no, no, it came no, 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 out. No, no. Listen to me. Listen. I assure you that when he played when doves cry for the record execs, the AR execs before they released that album, they complained to him that it ain't no baseline. That there's no discernible chorus. That it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, uh, uh, sure. Fall and they did. To I'm talking about when you play it for people. But they people. dropped it anyway. Well, when you play they it, for, dropped it anyway. Right. And it but blew I'm saying up. when you play it for regular people, if that was like a no. But this is the cut. Didn't matter. No, I agree with that. But what I'm That's saying what I'm is, I, I don't get the correlation that that is an extension of when, when doves cry. Let's use that as an example. I don't see how that's an extension of anything from Dirty Mind, Controversy, or 1999. I mean, that that's is, just the general uh, sense. I'm saying that's his styles. Like, I mean, well, I guess it. what I'm getting at is, Mike, is that you could say the same thing about any artist that tries to go outside the normal boundaries. So you're right. If Prince stayed in that, that Dirty Mind controversy style and he did every album the same as that, nobody would say nothing. Okay, but when he goes and branches out, he does run word a day. He does parade. Right, he does and I'm not saying time. that's a bad thing. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, anything like that. I'm just saying the same could be said for any artist doing that. You know, when Madonna used to start, when, you know, when she was doing Every Day and Holiday and all that stuff, that was cool. But when she started doing Like a Prayer and stuff that was a little out of the but realm, the thing you know, about she got to have at least, but I'm saying she, every right. album, she had to have but at the least difference one here, the difference, bold type of cut. Sure, but the difference in what I'm speaking about, Madonna's not going back doing Holiday now, right? He's not no, doing... No, but, but she never strayed away from her dance roots. Right, but I'm saying. saying so every cut, every album does. has to have at least one of those. Right, but so I'm saying is that Prince, different from was, Prince? It's different because Prince would do Minneapolis Sound, which is a whole album based off of, hey, you remember when I did this? And continuously okay. doing songs that, let me go grab the Lynn drum, because why is he doing that? And then just because uh, uh, I just feel like doing that now, he's a conscious decision that that's the shit people 
recognized for me and that was my shit like i have to do that nobody else is doing that i'm just what i'm saying his my point is he has to always draw back to that maybe i'm wrong but he does whole albums based off of that sort well, of i would i wouldn't say you're wrong I, I guess what i'm getting at is okay 1999 dirty man controversy purple rain you know you're right those were the formative years if you want to use it that way the next crop of albums, yeah, he was much more experimental, but yeah, he was still using the Lynn drum and stuff. That was his trademark, Black album, all that. But he got away from that big time in the 90s. And all of them albums in the 90s, none of them had any, you know, I would say, you know, went back to the foundational formula that he had to have one. He didn't have no many. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. <laughs> so, I, so I guess I, but I'm I saying like everything I'm talking. But yeah. And, and again, none of those albums sort of resonate for many reasons. Not exactly, because the music exactly. wasn't good. Not because the music was good. But I'm saying the Prince that we know today for the last ten years and goes on tour and, and it ain't performing the majority of the bulk ain't coming from those albums you just mentioned. They're going agreed, back to the and that's why I'm saying. Like those okay. were his formative part. Like he has to always go back to that. And I don't think and I would argue in terms of his relevancy <laughs> and his cultural oh, impact, in terms of his cultural impact to the mainstream pop world and all that, he has to go back to that. Yeah, That's, but I guess uh, I, I, I well, go agree ahead. with you. Uh, big, I guess I, guess I don't see that being different than anybody else. If Marvin Gaye was still alive today and he would be in concert somewhere, you can bet your last money somebody going, hey, he got to play, I'm hurting through the grapevine. Sure. sure. Oh, it's going on because that's what... You know, and even though he may have been sick and tired of doing those songs, he want to branch out to something else. He would have to do that. Well, so I, I guess agree, but the I'm thing is, Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye, and there's really been nobody else in popular culture who's had the career of a prince. So it'd be hard for you to pull these other people. Only speculating. Nobody has had that super run of one particular style and then just abandon it and go totally on some other stuff. Not many people Boy. have done that. It, just like I said, there's only a few Boy people that have done that, right? But go ahead, Big Sexy. What, what do you think? Uh, David, Bo David Bowie's done that. He used to do the Ziggy Stardust back when he started. And in the mid-70s, he said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And for the longest time, he didn't do any of the Ziggy Stardust stuff. He went into the, you know, the, the what, what do they call it? The Thin White Duke phase where he's doing China yeah. Girl and Let's, Let's mm -hmm. Dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, he, then later on, he went into a Tin Machine phase. So... So that premise is not really flawed. Well, really well, 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 here's, my, here's the premise. The premise. And Miles Davis had right. a longer career than Prince. Right, but the premise is this. This is the premise, though. Those people you made, did any of them create an album later in their career where it was a total harking back to that original style? Because that's what Prince does. That's my point. Oh. Right? Prince okay, did MPLS sound, he right? He did MPLS sound, and he's had many tracks who hark. Well, I'm going to use all those sounds. What's the 2010, right? He did two yes, albums full of that. I'm asking you, any other artist who has done that? No, I got that point. I agree with you. No, okay. yeah. That, I, yeah. that I see. And that's my that's point. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has to go back to that. He does. Well, I don't know if he... Well, let me put it this way. I don't think he has to. You're right. It may be a conscious choice that he may make. You know, I think, like, for Minneapolis Sound, for example, he was just decided, well, you know, I'm going I'm to give fans a little treat of what, we, what I used to sound like or something. Because, like, Lotus Flower... It's completely, you know, just all over the place. It's not, it's nowhere near that. Well, so he doesn't that's what I'm talking that. about, right? So he, he did a whole album of doing that. He didn't get paid on either. Well, he got paid. 
He got paid, but he, he didn't make no, you know, loot, loot like he used to make back in the day on either. Well, I don't know. He ain't got paid up front. Well, he got paid. Well, okay, yeah, he got paid <laughs> he up got front. Paid. But you know what I'm saying? It didn't neither. Neither had any type of. They didn't have to be successful. Any, uh, any, any rise in quote unquote relevancy for him. Sure, they didn't. But those were right. that's the and it's interesting that you point that out. That is the last Prince album that the general public knows about. Right, because it was presented to them at a huge yeah, store that here, people right. bought, and they only sold it for a dollar ninety nine. So I mean, it was probably a lot of units that had one out. But but that you, I'm interested you bring that point up because here's an album where he makes a whole album to do that based on. There's other two albums that do some other stuff, right? There's the one under his name that's like you said all over the place. But I I think he consciously makes the decision. You know what? Okay, yeah, this album could be out here. There's a lot of people that are gonna hear this album because it's gonna be at Target, which is a huge store. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put the shit that they know on here too. A matter of fact, not just one or two songs. Do a whole album like that because I ain't crazy. Uh, that, and, that's, and that just goes to my point. I'm like, he has to go back to that. And and I I, I can only speculate on 2010, but I bet you his original intention. If you look at the ads and the, the the thing he was doing publicizing, that 2010 album was, I bet you, originally intended to be a part of that Ebony giveaway, Ebony magazine. And if you mm-hmm. think about the concept of that album, would have, of course, he made it directly for that audience. Like, okay, black people going to get this. They're not trying to hear all that other shit. I better make an album that's going to be digestible and give them that shit that they want, that they know me of. Cause it's gonna be in this magazine, whatever reason that fell through, so it goes over there. But I think that's the original intention. Well, all I add to all I add to all I add to this is this this perspective is too. And you also have to consider, and I know it may not seem like it from the from the outside as to why this is relevant, but I think it is relevant if you compare it to some other artists that have been through similar phases. You have to look at to where Prince is in his career, and you look at his age, and he you have to look at where. You know, he knows his future is going to go in terms of, you know, he's reached, the, you know, as, as far as he's going to go. Because I'm going to compare him to, to Miles Davis. Miles Davis had an even longer con- career career than Prince. He was known for what he, his style of jazz. Everybody loved him worldwide. He was known for that. Late 60s, early 70s, he said, you know what? I'm done doing that old style. That's it. I want to get my music. I want to try these new sounds. I want to bring these electric, this Sly Stone, James Brown rock mixture into this fusion thing that he invented a lot of people went down with it he completely diverted went completely left did not play none of that old stuff for years people would go to concerts and pay and be like yo i want to hear you know the old classic stuff miles like look you're gonna have to go because i'm not playing that shit and he didn't <laughs> he did not he and he he, he took will tell people you want to hear that go listen to that album. i'm not playing it and he did that until he retired in the late, you know, 70s or something, and when he came back in the 80s, he was doing some new newer material. As he got older, right before he passed, then he started going back playing a little small hit here or there in concerts. He never recorded any of that old stuff in any album, any new album that he did. He never went back to that. Even to the day he died, he never went back to that. But in concert, he might play a little, you know, uh, one song here or there. And even if it was what was the, the old song, it was completely contorted to, from what it was. It didn't sound like it, the original version of it. But what I, I, my point to that, though, is that as you get older, you get to the to the twilight of your career. And I'm not saying Prince is in his twilight, but, you know, let's face it, he's heading that direction. Yeah, he might, you know, go back and reminisce on stuff that he used to do and he realized that the fans want this and that when he goes and tour concerts. 
let's be real. Nobody wants to hear Breakfast Can Wait in concert but us. The people that pay for the tickets, they want to hear Let's Go Crazy. They want to hear those kind of things. So he has no choice but to do that. So you're right. If for him to make an album that has a lot of that stuff, that's a, that's a conscious choice. But I still don't think that he has to do it. I think he just chooses to do it at this juncture in his career. All right, Ernie, what's your take? I think he actually uh, it, it's it's in his DNA to do it that way and go back to the, the the sounds from time to time from those four albums. I believe that what wound up happening is that he when we first saw we see we have the the ability to go see things in retrospect now because he spans so many years so we can go back and say hey you know what do came out with all kinds of different sounds uh, for him back in Dirty Mind Controversy 1999 Purple Rain there will always be guitar. There will always be something funky. There was always, there, there is likely to be something provocative, um, dirty, sexy, what have you. And that was established with those albums. That was a persona that was established there. So, you know, that, that's, that's kind of what you got. And with, with him doing this now, um, you, you see him harkening uh, 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 back to it from time to time. Because that's what that he established himself that way back then. I think he really, for lack of a better term, you know, shot his load back in those albums. Gave you what he's got. This is this is his sound. This is his thing, and this is his his uh, base base formula. And, um, and that's so, yeah. all I'm saying. That, that's- yeah, and, and I I agree with you. It goes back to that because that was the base formula that was brought down with those four albums. So he's gonna it, it, it and that. That that is pure, 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 pure Prince on those on those early al- albums. Not the very first ones because he was being directed still by by the record companies to sound a certain way. But when he was given full reign, then that's when you really got to see him do his thing on his, you know, truly on his on his the way he wanted to do it. And so he let you say, hey, this is this is what you're getting from me. Now I'm and then. We can see that later on he would change things around, but he'd always hold true to those four albums in some form or another. A little bit here and there with those other albums, he didn't totally let go of it. And that, so yeah, you know that that happens. It's an influence. That's, 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 it's an influence on himself. That that's true. But I'll even extend it further, though. You guys are you guys are, are, are uh, grouping this up into just diamond. I mean, excuse me, not diamonds. I'm sorry, dirty mind to purple rain. I would even say, you know, look, I would extend that. From Dirty Mind, but I would I would say more so from Purple Rain to Sign of the Times. It's yeah. probably more of the bigger yeah. influence. Actually, Purple Rain to, uh, to to Love Sexy is more of the bigger influence on him than anything in terms of going back. Because a lot of the stuff that's trademark Prince that we talk about now, that most Prince fans of our age and of our ilk that's been around know, they tend to go back to the stuff that's between Purple Rain and Love Sexy. We're talking about I, the head, the head, hold on, check it, the, the heavy Lindrum, the heavy deep drum programming, the, the Battle of Dorothy Parker type drum programming, the, right. you know, uh, 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 Alphabet Street drum programming, the heavy claps on two and four with the side stick in between, a la 1999 and all that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is more prevalent in those albums as it was, uh, okay. I mean, it, it, Dirty Mind didn't have a lot of that. Dirty Mind had right. a basic, basic drum pattern. Controversy, the same thing. They had a little hand claps, but they were low in volume. They weren't that deep. It really wasn't until 1999 that he started really getting nice with so the drum let, programming. Okay. Let's go back to the, the, the and this one I want to bring up. So when we get into 
around the world in the day. Mm-hmm. We're not going to review these albums, but highly <laughs> anticipated album. Probably one yeah. of the most highly anticipated albums of his career. Cause yep. he, right? For a particular audience, drop off. This very disappointing when that album come out. I'm not talking about us. Mm-mm. Oh, we know that. Okay. Definitely Very not. disappointed by that album. Uh, sales off from that album, right? Prince leaves, sort of leaves the game <laughs> for a second on that album, doing other things. America doesn't, you get very little glimpses of Prince. It's a Raspberry Beret video, whoa. You know, visually, whoa, great song, but like, what the hell? He's gone for a while. America, a glimpse of him again. Uh, oh, okay, D- dope. Don't really know what's going on, dope. I'm not, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about us and our sort of discovery. Yeah, you're talking concept. about the general public. General public, you. right. Yeah. Left it alone. They're like, ah, this guy's out of here. The next album, Around the World in the Day, Kiss, monster hit, right? Everything else, don't even know nothing about it. <laughs> except, for, right? except for R&B radio holding your head, R&B radio knew about that. Oh, but, yeah, know. again, again, the little cuts like that, uh, that's why I say like Pop Life or something like that. Yeah, 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 I got you, I we, got you. We, we, heard, we hear that, okay. Don't know nothing about it, and nobody's buying that record. Let's keep it real, it's not hidden. And right. he had a bad movie, at least one. And the movie was terrible, but, true. But the movie to the general public was terrible. Right, I got and you. so we, okay. Next, Prince is like, and you kind of see the things, okay, uh, let me reform what I'm doing here. Drop this sign of times. Initially, oh. when that comes out, sign of times is a big hit. That album is not really selling, though. It's a double album. It's a lot to take in. People done shift it. it, it they done had two albums where it's kind of, man, I'm not fucking with no Prince. Here we starting to come back again. Like, oh, okay. Got some cut. You know, what's the cuts off that album? Um, you got the look. Big house. sort of pop. Housequake. But Housequake, right? That's like, again, yeah, that's one, of those, one of those sort of black radio. Right. No, it was, uh, it was, I can never take the place of your man. That was, and, and never that was take the place of sort of the pop hit. But in terms of like, Oh, this dude actually got some fire on this record. Uh, we should probably start checking this out. Like, but then again, he's gone. We don't see him. Like, uh, MTV thing, and he's doing Silent Times, and he's doing some rock shit. Uh, whatever. Anybody feeling? I mean, let's be clear. Brilliant album, love it. But the, the, the general public that I'm talking about, they ain't feeling it. They ain't buying it. What does Prince say to himself? Ah, uh, they don't think I can do some shit. I'm gonna show them some black funk or whatever. So but here comes, Mike, a, to here be comes fair, a black album, right? To be fair, Doesn't the general public come, wasn't feeling Dirty Mind or controversy either. Uh, no, no, no. The general public didn't know nothing about Dirty Mind. The audience that he, I'm talking about, the the, the the audience that builds these records up, was bumping. You go in the streets, they're bumping Dirty Mind, right? That's the party album. You go to the parties, that's what they're playing. You going in the street, controversy's banging, See, but he wasn't a pop star. He wasn't a pop star at that time either, though, right? That's what I'm saying. Not the streets that I grew up on. Well, I grew up over in the hood. So well, I was, I was in, that out. They were playing, they uh, were playing uptown. I went to Fourth Ward, Texas when I was a kid. I must have been 10, 11 years old. I didn't know who Prince was. I've talked about this before. Every car, every house party I'm playing, they're playing this head and all this. And I was like, who in the hell? What is this? And then I come back the next year. Controversy, the time. I still don't know what the fuck this is, but that's all they're talking about. 
So I know he's hitting in the streets, right? That's what I'm saying. But but he wasn't mainstream. In, back in Seattle, very few people knew what the fuck that was. Well, see, that's part of the lore because when Prince came True. out in 79 with uh, I Want to Be Your Lover and as Sexy Dancer, you know, you, and you have the, the visual, you know, that big Carol Brady, Farrell mm. Fawcett Afro. <laughs> and then he goes completely left with Dirty Mind. I remember being young in high school in the little underage, you know, under 18 club, and they're bumping head. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then they go in the party up, then you see him on Saturday Night Live, and that was at the height, and again, I'm older than you guys, but that was at the, the real height of all that new wave, skinny tie bullshit, right. yeah. and he took it into that vein and did his thing with it, and everybody who knew something was talking about it. It didn't get a lot of radio play, it didn't get any radio play. But everybody who knew what was going on knew all about Dirty Mind. Right, and he's solidifying that style. He's solidifying, he's really, okay, he's coming into his own, you know, you could argue, 1999, he is the complete prince. That's the blueprint, right? Like, all that, and then Purple Rain is the next level up. But I'm just going, those, so those albums, uh, Around the World in a Day and Forward, it's a continual drop-off. Not a drop-off in quality, but I'm just saying in terms of what that first set solidified him of being, he started to move away from that. Then he was like, Ernie said, there's bits and pieces that remind you, yeah, I'm still that dude. When you go see him, of course he's that dude. But in terms of just those records and the cultural impact, yeah, there's huge monster hit songs. But in terms of the albums, they started going away, further away from what Ernie described, that that's his style. And I think by the time he got to Love Sexy, his uh, musicianship and just songwriter ability is so far away from that that I don't well, think there was ever, he could never return. It takes a hard time for him to return back to that because he's just on some other stuff, generally well, like I mean, most people should be. On. Well, I know, as most on. people should be, but my point is just to say is that in the last 10 years, he makes conscious effort to go back to that as opposed to making whole albums sound like um, Love Sexy or Graffiti Bridge. Even those albums are, Graffiti Bridge pulling songs from backer in that day, right? To, to, mm-hmm. to get that. So I, that's right. just kind of my point. I love no, I all agree. those albums. I, I agree with you. I mean, it kind of it kind of harkens back to that one conversation they had on the snubs in terms of, on the snobs in, in terms of, is it experimentation or indulgence? And you're right. That when he went from Around the Day, Parade, Sign of the Times, yeah, and Love Sexy, there probably was more indulgence. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but that's, but that's the, the growth of, of, of an artist, man. You know, that's just the way it is. I mean, a lot of, I mean, hell, even Jimi Hendrix, man. Jimi Hendrix, before he died, okay, was starting to veer away from that same formula of rock that he was doing, man. He was trying, he was trying to hook up a session with him and Miles Davis was going to record. He was trying, he was talking to John Coltrane about doing something with him. So he was trying to veer off, man. So I just think that's a natural progression for any real musician, and I guess you're right with the business aspect of it. Yeah, I guess at some point they got to always have something on the album for the core audience, I suppose. But that's the problem with, with Prince, though. Who is his core audience? His core audience is so diverse because you got some folks that don't don't like, you know, anything after 1999. 
You got some folks don't know like nothing. You know, I got a one. I got one partner of mine. Swear that for you and Prince is his first, his best albums, and everything after that is garbage. Hmm. So who, who, you, let's let's ask this question. We'll go and we'll ask each person. Who do you think he really thinks his core audience is? I'll start with you, Big Ken. Honestly, man, I just based on like the last few concerts that I've seen of him, like the, the Chicago show, and when he was here in in, in uh, for the Musicology tour. He always does, you know, like you say, he's some of the old, old school tracks. You know, you'll hear a snippet of Controversy, a snippet of 1999, a snippet of I Want to Be Your Lover. But he says, the, to me, it just seems like he t- tends to go a lot to that stuff from Around the World Day Parade, Sign the Times, a lot of those cuts. And see, to me, it seems like he plays a lot of hits from that era. So I would tend to think maybe he thinks that mid-80s crowd is his co-audience right now. I, I don't know. That would be my guess. Ernie? Uh, well, let me see. Because <clears throat> he's going to have, and they may be the same answer, he's going to have a, a studio audience and he's going to have a live audience. Because yeah, there is two, that's two different worlds. I think live, I, I have to agree with Ken, that's his early 80s, early to mid 80s crowd that, that hung with him then. That's his core group who he's playing to live on, uh, um, in the studio. I don't know. That's that's a little. I, I think the studio is more reserved for everybody who's been with him from the beginning. I think we're, that that's that's where the studio stuff comes for. How about, really how, this, how about this? Or how about this, Ernie? How about for the studio? His core audience is himself because he or, puts or it, himself. Yeah, yeah, because he tends to just. It seems like in the last few years, he just whatever and whatever piques his interest at the time is what he goes with. And you know what? That's a very good answer. It's for himself. And those who, who have been um, following, <clears throat> if, you're on, if you're on that train, cool. If not, well, that's okay too. You know, I, I, th- I, I agree with that. His core audience is himself when it comes to studio. I, yeah, I okay. hadn't thought about it that way, but that's true. Yeah, because right, that so. show, he, those shows that he did in, in Chicago, all three of them, man, he was real heavy on the mid-80s song the catalog from the mid 80s well here i actually have a the set list from his last chicago show right in front of me the, which one the first one or the last one this is september 26 2012 okay uh first i'm gonna read them in order controversy let's go crazy delirious 1999 little red corvette take me with you raspberry beret cream joy La, la, excuse me, joy, joy and uh, repetition. Sorry, let's work. Extra lovable. You got the look. Everyday people. Mountains. The dance electric. Purple rain. The encore. How come you don't call me anymore? Do me, baby. I want to be your lover. Second encore. The bird. Jungle love. And lastly, the glorious life. That's a pretty even mix, man, of, of 84, 85, 86. He got Cream. Cream is what, 1990? Yeah. No, no, Cream is 91. Cream is 91. Cream is 90s. Joy and Repetition is 89. You know, the show I was at, he did, one of the other shows, he did Alphabet Street. That's actually two songs. You know? <laughs> the majority of these songs stem from the albums. But remember though too now, Mike. Hold on, but remember too now. A lot of these, a lot of these older tracks too now. At least in the show that I was at, 
He plays snippets. He don't play whole songs. He might do a phrase or two. And, and, that and it's, like a, it's like case. a straight melody. But if you look at the set list, snippets or not, the majority of them are from 1999 and uh, Yeah, man, but only Purple about maybe one or two tracks, man. Only about one or two tracks no, total. Listen, I'm again, kidding. there's Cream. That's late. Okay, Joy late Repetition. Two. Uh, you got the look. Three. Don't forget the time. The, the, all the time. All the, the time stuff is way is Purple Rain years, right? Yeah, but I'm saying mid so to I, late 80s. So that's 80, 45 and you know, mid to late 80s. Right, but I'm just saying, of the th- aside from those three tracks we just mentioned, everything else is from those albums that I mentioned. Now, Purple Pop Rain, Life, Pop Life is not on here. Well, he did it at the show I was at. That's what he opened the show with. Okay, I'm just I'm just pulling a set list. That was the last concert okay. he did. I'm just saying it's heavy. Purple Rain, 1999 controversy. Well, I think you're missing a step here. Sure. Um, I think the fact you know to answer the question of who is his core audience, that question has to be addressed at where is he playing. If he's playing at a, a major venue, yeah, he's going to have to play the hits. But if he's doing one of his after shows, then he's playing for us. Sure. And, so, and when I so let me let me say that question. When I say that question, I just mean overall. What does he spend his most energy and in, in, it seems to be? What What do you think? I'm just saying. What do you think his core audience? What do you think he thinks his core audience is? Not in like the different venues, but just overall. Again, oh, so people from the '80s. I think that's what he feels. Core well, that's where he blew up the most. That's where he has right. the most. Uh, creative output but the, again that's a that's a hard hard uh, question to answer and also you know you mentioned you know at the beginning of this cultural impact mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start some shit now of the four albums that we're talking about I don't believe Controversy had the big as big impact as the other three albums I agree with that I agree with that I agree I think Purple yeah. Rain is the honestly Purple Rain is the end all and be all of Prince albums not the best but in terms of cultural impact, I think 1999. I could argue, I could hear that arguably, but I, I could, I could take that answer. Okay, check it out. Check it out. This is the this is the set list for the show that I went to. Okay. Okay. DSMR. What's that? Eighty two. Pop life. Eighty five. Musicology is what? 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 Oh four. Oh four. He did Clark Curtis Mayfield's "We're a Winner." And then they did an Aretha Franklin song with Shelby. Satisfied. Satisfied is what, from 3121? Yeah. He did a James Brown cut. Then he came in the housequake. Then they did the jam, you know, from Graham Central Station. Then they went to Bird, Jungle Love, The Glamorous Life, Old Friends for Sale. That's 86. Nothing Compares to You, 85, 86. In the Arms of an Angel, Take Me With You. Randy Allo was 84. Raspberry Beret, 85. Cream is 90. A 91. No, yeah, 91. And then they did Don't Stop Till You Get Enough slash Melody with uh, with Cool from, what is that, 80, 82? It's Cool. Yep. yep. Encore's Purple Rain, 84. Okay, then he comes back second, Encore Kiss. Okay, and then he then he did came back and he did this whole long piano thing where it was just him and his sampling. This is, his, this is what he did. When Doves Cry. Nasty Girl, Sign of Times, Most Beautiful Girl in the World, Alphabet Street, Daughter Nikki, Shockadelica, Hot Thing, A Love Bazaar, I Would Die For You. And then he came back and did If I Was Your Girlfriend. Now that is a, that's what I'm talking about. That playlist is more mid to late 80s. 
Well, so I'm saying, and, and and that, that, that playlist is also heavy on songs that predate all of those tracks. Like even but, his, right? Which is, which I. No, I, I, the only ones that I hear that's not he. Well, of course, he did, yeah, The Jam and Satisfied, right? He did like three or four of those, you know, old school Aretha Franklin R&B type of cuts, yeah. But I'm talking about of his tracks, though. Most of those tracks are from 85, 86, you know, a couple 84s, you know, like Shaka Delica, that's 87. Hot Thing, 87. Sign of the Times, 87. Alphabet Street, 88. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm saying it, it varies. It, it varies, but that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I, I, you know, I would say it, it, it varies from day to day with him. It just, I guess, depends on whatever mood he's in. But he does lean a lot on his hits. And let's be real, most of his quote unquote hits. Come from the mid, mid that you know, 85, 86, 87 period. You his really top, think that? Yeah, I mean, because, well, let's put it this way. He's known, <laughs> I mean, he broke out to Uptown and when, when You Were Mine and Controversy. And like you said, but though at that period of time, he was more underground. He wasn't well known. Okay, then he had real big hits with 1999 Delirious uh, from the 1999 album and then the Purple Rain stuff. So I'm saying between Purple Rain, around one of the day, uh, you know, uh, Raspberry that's his big hit from there. Pop Life, I don't really even consider that to be a hit because that wasn't even released as a single here. It was in the UK, but I don't think it was released as a single here. It, it was, just didn't have no video. Yeah, yeah, didn't have a video. Okay, Pop Life. Then you go to Kiss. Mountains came off that album. That was a single because he had a video for that. He actually had a video. Yeah, he for- had a lot of singles that didn't have videos. Yeah, well, well I'm saying, but I mean... he. So Sign of the Times was one of his biggest singles. No video. True. So I mean, no, he had a video. He had a video for that. That was the one that was well, only nobody words. really saw it. Like that was. Well, I saw it. But yeah, I'm but saying, you know what I'm talking. Come on now. Let's keep it. <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> he didn't have no video for that song. It had a video, man. It was played. It was played. When, when, when was the premiere on uh, MTV? When did they pump that all day every day? <laughs> they did. Come on now. Let's stop that. Stop. No, no, you're no, doing no. that music snobbery no, stuff. No, no, no. I'm keeping it factual. He has he had videos that were released and they were played, but you're right. He didn't get big time airplay. But I'm saying those are what we as his fans tend to consider his hits. And even he considers them those as his hit. Because at that show, that piano sampler set that I was telling you about, I just read. That's what he was like. Y'all want hits? Y'all want the hits? That's what he was shouting right. to us. And so class. that's my point is like he's had many a hits, whether they had videos or not, even if they weren't, even Housequake was a single. I agree. And that was a hit. No, it didn't have no video, but we all played it. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. Let's, I, I, let's say he had a lot of singles and had a lot of hits. I agree with I you. I mean, let's be real. Out of his entire catalog, okay, let's, I think we could all agree his biggest quote unquote hits what all most of them will come from Purple Rain, okay. In terms of chart sales, in terms of album sales, rotation album plays, all that. His biggest hits came from that. Previous to Purple Rain, his biggest hit was 1999 and Delirious. Do Me Baby was that was that a single? I don't think that was a single. No. That was just on um, actually. Uh... No, no, that was on R&B radio, bro. That wasn't. That doesn't no mean it wasn't a single though. <laughs> no, that wasn't. A, that, come on, let keep it real. Let keep it real. That wasn't no single, man. <laughs> You don't think it was a single for real? No, no, no. Look, the bottom line is, man, <laughs> look, you have free purple rain. So his, his hits, 
and and Free Fuck Rain. He had Uptown. Okay, okay. Just, Contra- just to just to clarify, actually, Do Me Baby was a single. It was the third single off of that okay, album. It's fine. It's fine. It didn't. Well, it wasn't no video for that. It wasn't no airplay. You know. <laughs> right. And I said I said that there are singles. I said you know, all of his singles had videos. That was my point. Mike, I'm just fucking with you. But know. you know what I'm saying, man. Okay, Free Fuck Rain. He had about three, about five. I'd say five. <laughs> what you classify as hits, or what most people would classify as hits. After Purple Rain, from between eighty-five and to be clear, say, do me, I, I say, like, do me, baby uh, was had, do me, baby had, was a number one song on R and B chart, so it was a hit. Go ahead. Yeah, R and B chart, man. But I'm talking about what other chart Bill, mattered. What, what, what other mean, chart mattered? They classified stuff as a hit on Billboard. Did they classify as like okay, anything it was number that's one on number one? Anything that's number one is a hit. Period. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. That's a hit. Okay, but he had more, quote-unquote, hits, <laughs> at least in his eyes, from the mid-80s. Okay. Those albums, those experimental albums that we're talking about. You actually think those had big, more hits? That's what you said? I, I'm, no, not, I'm not disagreeing I'm saying, with you. No, 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 no. Hold on. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying those albums, Around the One Today, Parade, Sign the Times, Love Sexy, hell, you, you could even include the Batman soundtrack with Bat Dance. Those mm-hmm. were... Popular songs to the quote unquote Prince community, his fans, right? And to him. Because what I'm saying is, he, when he talks about his hits, he's thinking about them. And that's what he plays, man. He played, he did that same sampler set that I just, re- that I just listed for you. He did basically the majority of all those songs in that same set in all three of these Chicago shows. Okay, okay, and they were heavy with older tracks, is what I'm saying. They were heavy with. Sure, what I agree with you. I agree. But they're not heavy with the Dirty Mind controversy 1999 material. I they agree. They were with heavy you. with me, That's what I'm saying. I agree with so you. So says hits. In his mind, he's going to that time. Period. Now, of course, that's up, that's up for the base, you know, to the general public and the fan base. The general public, a hit is anything on Purple Rain. Okay. You know, and, and Little Red Corvette in and nineteen ninety nine because that's the videos that they saw. Those gotcha. are the hits in most people's eyes. Okay. okay. So, um, so I'll answer the question uh, that I asked. Uh, what do I think his core audience is? I think he thinks his core audience is kind of what you guys said. I think he thinks it's the uh, 80s crowd, and you obviously his concerts are geared toward that. And I think that's what he thinks his overall core audience is because to me he spends more of his time uh addressing those needs than any other audience that he may have uh he doesn't put albums out he doesn't seem to be focused on trying to get albums out he's focused on being on the road and appeasing that crowd and getting them big checks and i think that's what he spends more of his energy on uh the, the music stuff i don't i think he still records heavy but i don't think that He's not focused on that because we don't see out. The last album was two years ago and it didn't even come out in America. So I don't think that's his focus. I don't think that's what he thinks his core is. So I'm curious to see what he's doing right now uh, because here's a, he's doing a whole other push again. You know, as we mentioned, he's going to be on the Grammys tomorrow. He's got these websites out. He's got new songs out. And I'm curious to see what the end of this is. What is this all for? Because uh, I think it's for an album. I don't think he would go through the trouble of putting out websites if he wasn't trying to get to some release. Now, whether he releases it through the site, that remains to be seen. But, I mean, hell, he didn't do nothing for the last two years after, like, Lotus Flower, right? So, so. Well, I mean, because he was more focused on appeasing, in my opinion, his 
what he thinks his core crowd is to yeah, be right, doing right, shows. Right, right. So I wonder, is he going to just go back to do a show? Is this all to just promote sort of I'm coming to your town? I'd be curious if they mention these websites on these appearances, because, again, I don't think the crowd that he normally appeases knows anything about these websites. Well, he's not going to say nothing on the Grammys. He's not going to get up there. Yeah, 2013 Prince.com. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's my whole point. Like, when, what's the point? What it's like, what is he what is he doing then? Because, again, if they don't know about it, and obviously I don't think this is his focus, I, I'm curious. I'm going to go on record and say I don't think he's performing on the Grammys, man. Because every commercial that I've seen that CBS has listed, man, has has not that none of them has mentioned Prince when they list the performers. Right, and he I might think not he's, be. I think he's presenting. It could I be think, some totally, you know, uh, Grammys social media live stream thing that's separate, that may just be on the website or something. Uh, I could see that. I I have a hard time, and I could be proven wrong. Believe that Prince is web chops is up to handling some sort of live concert stream. If he can't even do a simple e-commerce, uh, I'd be hard-pressed to think all of a sudden they're just going to flip it and here's Unless the live stream. This concert. is some big surprise performance, you know. Yeah, well, again, I think you know, it may be a CBS thing and it's through their website and they may have other performers that are going to be yeah. performing through the night. I could see that. But we'll be we'll see. You know, maybe there's a point he, for him to go on the Grammys. Performance with some other artists. Quite there. possibly, there is a point for him to be on the Grammys, and it is not to sell. Uh, Breakfast can wait. That's my opinion. Because if they don't know it's for sale, right. then the point of him going in there makes no right. sense. Yeah, no, it ain't about selling a record or anything that exactly. Well, that's true. Well, let's face it. You know, the Grammy people need him for uh, for the buzz because I remember last year's Grammys. Did anybody even watch it? You know, and the thing is, mm-hmm. you, you get him back out there. Now there, people are talking about it. You know, a lot of people are talking about it, saying, well, you know, "Is he going to play? Is he going to present? What's the story?" But well, I'm telling you now, I'm not watching it. I'm gonna report it, and I'll fast forward when it's over and find where Prince is at. Exactly. I watch that. And oh, I'll do the same it. thing. Oh, exactly. Not, Me too. I'm watching Walking Dead. I ain't watching that. There well, you go. To, to, hell yeah. To be clear, to be clear, uh, last year's great uh, rating. Grammys is the second largest audience of the Grammys of all time. Really? <laughs> hey, but that may well, have again, been a lot to again, do. Again, there's Whitney Houston. Yeah, Whitney Houston. Uh, and so I'm saying they have success. Wait, wait, wait. Grammys are successful. Uh, it's, it's 2012. Was, is that the one Bruno Mars? And he played Dennis I, I didn't even watch it, so I can't. No, that, that was, she passed right before that show. Yeah, that's the right. one. They had to scramble, they had to, scramble you know, to, to put something together for her at the last minute. Right. And, and I got to be big news. You know, yeah, and be, again, yeah. there are other, obviously there are the very more popular people in the game than Prince. I hate to say, you know, Adele, that you know, was her year. Uh, she was a big draw to that show. Oh, bro, where's Khalifa, man? Oh, it, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't necessarily need Prince. I don't know. I mean, if he's, if he's that much of a draw in terms of the I, mainstream audience. I think he is. I think he I is. I think he is a draw. I don't know if he's more than, let's be honest. I don't, is he a bigger draw than Justin Timberlake and whoever's the top the game right now, it's arguable. Come on. I mean, is this beyond? But the thing is, Justin Timberlake, when you know, you put in 25 years, where's Justin Timberlake going to be? Will he still be a draw? No. Well, probably not. But these shows are based on what's happening right now, right? True. Well, True. Prince is a name. Prince is a name. And Definitely. he's one hell, of a, one hell of a name. No, he's a so draw. That, that's I'm why not going to be there. If anything on that, if anything on that. Now, where there's more to it than that, I would like to hope. But he's a, he's a definite name. When you say Prince, you know who... We're talking about. But here's the thing. Now, to go back to uh, whoever brought it up, they're not advertising this performance. 
<laughs> so if he was a draw, well, right. serious, they want you to know he's going to play and they'd hold his shit all the way to the end or more so to keep you watching till he does that. Now, we'll see if they do that throughout the, throughout the show. But if they don't do that, then you have to tell you how much of a draw he really is to them, right? Because if he was a real draw, he'd be front and center on all their advertisements. And I don't think he is. But we'll see, brothers. Yep. I think we might have lost somebody. He got really quiet. We did? Ernie, you still there? No. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, we should probably sort of wrap this thing up. Any any closing sort of comments or remarks you got? About, about all the print stuff? Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, man, I, I'm my interest is peaked in regards to the new material. I'm hoping that this leads to a new album. I believe it will. Um, but I mean, it, it it would almost be a disappointment if it, if it's not. I mean, it's cool if he just releases single songs and all that. But if you're gonna go through all this trouble with the Third Eye Girl and all the you know little videos with who who's Third Eye Girl, you know, you're gonna go through all that and you don't drop a record, man. I mean, it's just like. Yeah. It's gonna be a kind of a letdown. So I'm hoping that uh, he does that, and I'm I'll be gonna tune in tomorrow to see what's happening. You know, well I take that back. I'm gonna tune in after <laughs> Walking Dead to see what happened. Right, right. With the Grammys, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see, man. Hey, but before you move on, let me let me give a quick shout out, right quick, to one of our listeners, man. You know, you you guys know V Gallo Six, our man Greg yeah. on the West Coast, where you know he. He and his wife just had a a baby girl early yeah. this morning. I saw oh, that. Right. Yeah, so congratulations. congratulations to V Gallo and family. You know, much love out to y'all, man. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Definitely. Congratulations. That. Man, that's how you do it. Uh, Ernie, we're just kind of doing last sort of closing thoughts and remarks. Go ahead. Last, uh, okay. As far as uh, these newly released singles, I like the idea of the way he's releasing it. Yes, there's a little quirks in it here and there. Again, like you said, it's more the internet thing. I like that he's doing that. I bought them. I haven't done that forever. I haven't listened to songs. I haven't gone blindly into listening to a song that I purchased in forever. I like the fact that I'm doing that now. Uh, as far as the sound of these tracks, I like that it's getting a little bit more rock-oriented. I'm hoping that this is a, a just a mere taste of things to come. I will say this, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen so many released tracks that I enjoyed and the number of them that I enjoyed released in a while. It hasn't happened in a long while. Uh, as far as the Grammy thing, um, we'll see what happens there. It's cool. With the internet presence, I'm holding my, uh, I'm not holding my breath on anything. I'm just watching it from behind the bush. Because I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Watching so. behind the bush. Uh, I, I, let me just throw this last thing in terms of the songs. The only thing I sort of take slight issue, nitpick issue, the songs are great. But whoever's mixing these tracks, they, they got to get it together. They're, they're, um, they're, I, they're not. Either it's just like too hot, like the kick drum is distorted. And there's points in uh, what's the song that came out a week, couple weeks before? Um, same, same page. Have you notice in certain parts of the song it just gets louder, and then goes down, like oh. yeah. And then even yeah. on um, lay down, there's like when he starts the extended part, the kick drum is kicking up, and then like it goes right back to the real muted kick drum, and then the song just goes flat. And I'm like, what in the freak? 
Like, <laughs> it's annoying. You're in your car. And you it, it really is annoying. Hear it. I just don't understand. Yeah. If you get in a decent sound system with these tracks, you hear it a lot. I didn't hear so much listening to my normal speakers, but when I put the headphones on and listen to it on these new tracks as well, it is not that well done. It, it appears to not be that great of an engineering job done on it. Yeah. And that's too bad. So there is a, a little bit of credence to what to what Mark said earlier that he don't buy MP3s. This may be, a but, that, but that's that's a lot of has to do with the compressor wars that's been going on for years, man. To make tracks so loud, you know, no, no not right. too many records, not too many records but, nowadays have dynamic range like they used to. But these, I'm yeah. talking about things in the mix because again, certain parts of the song be fine, and then shit just drops out. Oh, I agree, but if the, if the mix is whack and then you put a, a big-ass right. compressor on the end of it, it's going to be more whack. Yeah, I'm talking about the mix. There's things going, just there's uneven in the actual yeah. song. That don't make no sense to me. But other than that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, big, sexy, your last remarks. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen with a third guy, or third, or, I say, <laughs> third girl. I don't know if that's going to be its own uh, little entity that he's going to be masterminding, which would be great. Or are they going to be the backing band? And of course, if they're the backing band, you know Q-Storm's got a problem with it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> and um, I'm just waiting for the new music to come out. If he's going to do it a time at you know a piece of time on the uh, on the website that's fine but he's got to come out with a new album you know he's got to come out with something something new and like like you guys were saying he's got all the websites coming up he's got all the the grammy press coming up he's gearing up for something he's letting us know that 2013 i'm gonna do something so and we'll see how the how the uh screwdriver video goes tomorrow night and Hopefully we're gonna be in for a good good long ride of uh, some tomfoolery here. There you go. There's only one one minor nitpick with the site though too. I'm looking at Third Eye Girl right now. One problem I had when I bought the tracks, I mean I bought them quickly. That was fine. But yo, Prince man, if you're gonna put a a, a, a site out and you want people to buy you something, man, you should at least put a little preview button or something on there so you could at least preview a you know what I'm saying get you 20 30 seconds of snippet of the song just in case somebody might want to check it out first. Because as it stands now, there's no title. There's no nothing. It's just, you know, four songs, add to cart, view cart, and check out. Now, that's nice and quick and simple and easy. But, you know, again, that's why I think those are just made for us. Because he know we just go out and go out and buy them. But the average person is not going to know what the hell this site is about. I agree. They would probably know nothing. Unless somebody told them, they wouldn't even know it's Prince. I mean, because if you can't hear it. There's no visual cues yeah, in the print, so yeah, you gotta. You gotta mm-hmm. There's no mention of his name or nothing, you know. So you gotta at least put a preview link on there. All right. Lastly, March 7, uh, 2013, Prince at Carnegie Hall. The music of Prince at Carnegie Hall. They have now added Wendy, Eric Lee's, uh, I believe Susanna, uh, be a part of the band with the Roots. This is gonna be. Damn, gonna be bananas. Is it gonna be televised at all? You think? You think it's gonna be televised anyway? I don't know. I wonder if there's gonna be a a, a stream online or something. I I need to hear this because this is gonna be Uh, yeah. Mike, you're gonna have to fly out there with a tape recorder, bro. (laughs) Man, if I could. But what's the purpose of it though? What what is the the reason for this happening? This is just a. It's a charity event, actually, Uh, and so I guess they've done these before for other artists. So they're gonna this year. They're gonna tr- do the musical prints, and it's a wow. chair, charity thing. Man. Apparently, I hear conflicting things, but he's supposed to be there. Yeah, he ain't gonna be there. I don't know if he's gonna be able to sit still <laughs> and, and not want to get. Is this gonna be bananas, man? 
Don't be bananas. All right, fellas. Uh, great show. Once again, we uh, appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, leave a comment on the Facebook or on the site, what have you. And uh, we will be back very soon on the Prince Podcast. We out. Peace.